apostrophe. I-T-W-I-T. H-T-A-N-N-Y. And J-E-N-N-Y. Doing it with Danny Jenny. God, I don't know if we thanked Eli Braden for that theme last week. I like to thank him every week because it really is what people, and I take this as a total compliment. People describe that as the best 60 seconds of our show every week. It, well, it, I'll say it's beautiful. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It's I appreciate that Eli Braden took time out of his writing songs about Robin Quiver's Robin, tits. Robin tits. <laughs> To just, you know, but I get that. Like, I, I don't know about you. Well, I wouldn't use your guess, but sometimes, you know, you want to write a drama after writing comedy for such a long, you know, you want to, you want to yeah, challenge. Of course. Yourself. I mean, uh, that's part of it. Welcome to Doing It with Danny and Jenny. I am uh, Danny Zucker, as you all I, know. I am Jenny Johnson. Probably slightly less famous is uh, my co-host, Jenny... Jenny Johnson. Johnson. Not Jenny Craig, not Jenny Jones. <laughs> well, you're I'm looking, often confused with. Yes. You're looking svelte. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stress. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and today, boy, you could have picked any day to listen to this podcast. I mean, really, you could have. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how many we've done. 50. So you could have picked one of 50 days to listen to this podcast, but you picked the right one today. Yeah. We have what I would call an entertainment tour, if you will. Ooh. Can you spell that? No. Uh, not without spell check, but my writer's assistant could. But we're talking about a screenwriter, a showrunner, a show creator. I mean, he, this is a guy who's brought you such things as the Harold and Kumar movies and the final American Pie and I read Wikipedia. Oh, that's just what I did <laughs> in preparation for this. Um, and of course, the brilliant Cobra Kai. Yes. That um, is, we're going to get into. Please give a warm doing it with Danny and Jenny welcome. To the great John Hurwitz. And we'll throw it yes. I have to wow. applaud because I, I'm very much fangirling over all of this. I I'm, love it. I, I'm fanboying over all this right now. This is, uh, this is awesome for me. I'm a fan of both of you. So it's oh, exciting to be out here. Who more? I mean, and it's fine. I mean, you talk- <laughs> that's, that's, it's, I would, I, it's tough. I would say, I don't know, your rivalry with Trump has, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's so, pretty legendary. Yeah. I know, but I don't know. I mean, but, I had a uh, rivalry Jen, Jen, with Chris Brown. Was that? that let was me put it this way. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm. That's it's also very, did. very good. Yeah, <laughs> and they're about the same. I would I, put Chris I, Brown and Trump in the same category. I have. I don't know. I don't know who I'd rather have as my president at the end of the day. <laughs> I, I, either one is about the same. She was more successful though, because she got Chris Brown to quit Twitter for a very long time. Uh, I was never. I was never as successful. You did yeah. the opposite. You literally yeah. drove. You made it worse. <laughs> I, I probably made him, gave him the confidence to make this run and ruin America. You I probably, probably yeah. made yes. him president. Truth be told. Yeah. God it, damn it! I've heard John Lovett talk about this on Pod Save America because he wrote a lot of those jokes about <laughs> that Obama did about Trump that many people say was the moment. I don't believe that. Uh, but, uh, uh, but John, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, this is this is just so like very exciting. And I can't wait to jump in and ask you a million questions because 
I feel like your love of Karate Kid that now how now you're or how I'm 42. How old are you? I am 42. I'm turning 43 next week. So okay, so yeah. we have we're from the same era when Karate Kid came out. Were you just equally as blown away? Oh, of course. I mean, I, I always say that the moment when you know in the movie where. Dan, uh, Mr. Miyagi reveals to Daniel that the chores were him teaching karate like blew my mind. I was right. a kid in a movie theater at like, I don't know, six, seven years old. Right. So it's like, it's the first time I experienced that kind of thing in a movie theater. It was awesome. It, it truly was. Now, where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey and then I lived in Pittsburgh for seven years and then back in Jersey. Okay, Danny, yes. also a Finally, Jersey Finally, Jersey in the house. We have so many guests from Texas where she freaks out about this. And yeah, and Daniel San was from New Jersey. Yeah. And, and he went out there and I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit older than you, but I also was, I was, I was slower than you guys were. So I still appreciated the idea that him wax, I, when, when it came out that waxing the car was a move. That was a, that was very, uh, and I was very, you know, I was like surprised. I, I was very disappointed when I came out to, when I moved out to California, that everybody wasn't super into karate. Cause that became like, I, I thought like, wow, these guys are like everywhere you go, it's karate, karate, karate. And it, it seems to have only taken place in the world of that movie. I think I, you're in the wrong circles. I think yeah. you're just in the wrong circles. This is, I mean, for me, it's, that's all that's happening. Is, so. It is? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's it's one of those things that for me, like, I've never taken a karate class in my entire life. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't really until, you know, making this show where I started like noticing that literally every strip mall has a, a martial arts studio. It's yeah, insane. I think, I, think my, I think one of my kids did karate for a day. Mine too. And, and, and that was about my experience in New Jersey too. I always thought like, this would be cool. I'm going to do karate for a day. And it was, and like after a day, I was like, oh, fuck this. It's just oh. a lot of time falling down. I, I had, when I saw the movie and everything, and, and I played like every, I played sports, I took dancing, gymnastics, whatever extracurricular shit, I did it. I had to take karate. Like I saw that movie and I was like, I have mm -hmm. to do this. That was the only time like sitting at the kitchen table, my parents were like, yeah, you're just going to have to ride your bike to that. We're not even going to mm -hmm. take you. And, and we know what a shit show this is about to be. And I would ride my bike. I, <laughs> this is true. At the Academy of Martial Arts in Bay City, Texas, I'd put on my fucking uniform, ride my bike, and then just go there and be like, okay, before we get started, no one hit me. Okay. I just don't want nice. to get hit. <laughs> Can so I you're just... like you're you're like Dimitri, Dimitri from the show. You have the same kind I, of mentality. I related more to Dimitri than I wish I did. Like, <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, I wish that I I had more. You know, uh, you know, you know. I I was like, I God, I really wish I was more. Not like, uh, yeah, but that's more me, hundred percent. No, I, I I feel that for me, like you know, all the characters that that us in the writers' room that we all. Uh, that we all love to write for, that we connect with, are the characters that the audience thinks are the biggest pieces of shit. At right. the end of the day, it's like Dimitri, Anthony, you know, Daniel's son. You know, oh, yeah. it's like all, all, you know, all the characters that like are really like me at my core are the ones that people hate. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> no. But every time, like, like taking it, and and I got to, I think it was like purple belt or something like that, and I just remember wow. all I. Well, that's not very exciting, really. That's how, yeah, it, I was. Cooler, I, I like I liked purple, mm -hmm. so I was happy about just like sure. ending at purple belt. But and Prince, 
I, I <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I would listen like, I don't know if y'all would do this when you watch a movie and it's like the soundtrack to it was, oh yeah. The soundtrack to that was just, you'd hear it and all of a sudden you were like, fucking there, you're in it. You know, like you're, it would pump me up so fucking much to hear just the everything about that i would like, well, well, on track and listen to the cassette tape i'm like fucking do it and then i'd get to karate and go don't hit me Damn. yeah I, I i very much relate to that it to, didn't pan to, out but, in my head like what i saw in my head was not what happened I, I just, on the map just from the genesis because i'm always fascinated with, with this like when you you had the idea for this and you, you sort of came up. First of all, I want I, I do want to talk about the notion because to me it is the genius of like switching heroes on um it, it is such like a it's such a brilliant thing that like the seminal moment in one person's life is also the the moment I because I think we all have those th- I, I know I have that. Like I had a I had yeah. a moment in like if I if it didn't go my way, I think my life would the confidence that I would have lost in that moment would could have like cascaded and 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 then and then this how did you have that what what, do you remember what sort of led to that i mean obviously the love for that but when you were when you're talking about this with your partner you know it's it's interesting like for for me personally because it's myself and my partners hayden schlossberg and josh healed and uh you know for me i've had this love of billy zavka since in being in high school uh-huh. And it was, and it was Hayden did as well. We went to high school together, actually. And like, I remember in high school, it wasn't just the karate kid. It was the fact that he played an asshole in just one of the guys and back to school and right. one of the vacation hot tub movies. Time machine. <laughs> yeah, eventually hot tub time machine. But you know, like, you know, back in the eighties, like, or, or I guess it was in the, in the nineties when, you know, I was, you know, in high school and watch watching those movies over and over again on HBO I, you know, the the comedy fan in me thought there was something hilarious about how he was just this asshole in all these movies. And so much so that like, I remember being at, at like my project graduation, which is like you graduate and then you stay up all night and you're in like a, a JCC together yeah. Yeah, and that <laughs> kind of thing. And I had like a fingerless glove that I was wearing at the project graduation, giving people wedgies like Billy's character from just one of the guys. And uh-huh. I, when I went to college, my freshman year in college, I like learned how to make web pages. So I made one for the Mets, which I'm a huge Mets fan. And one uh-huh. for my group of friends at school, uh, in high school and, uh, you know, another, uh, you know, one for, you know, another favorite movie. And then there was one that was Billy Zavka. Like literally, like I've loved him forever. Like I just thought there was something really funny about him. And then, you know, Hayden and Josh um, loved him for similar reasons that I did, but we also, separate of that, love the Karate Kid the way Jenny does and the way that you, yeah. you do and the way yeah, everyone all over the world does. And we always thought there was something hilarious about there's like this, you know, karate gang in a high school that's terrorizing people. This wasn't the football team in this yeah. movie. Every every other movie back then, it was the football team. Of course. This was, this a was like there's a, a karate gang that's just terrorizing people and it was really funny. So in any case, you know, fast forward, Hayden and I sell a screenplay, we moved to LA, we're, we're, we're living out here. Josh Heald moves out. Uh, he, Josh, I met freshman year in college and he moves to LA as well. And our lifestyle was sort of like, we'd write all day and then we would all hang out at night and watch movies. And we got the, uh, the DVD for like, it was a Karate Kid special feature or Karate Kid special edition DVD. And in it, there were interviews behind the scenes interviews. And there was an interview, interview with Billy Zapka where he was talking about how 
you know, his approach to the Karate Kid was that he was not the villain of the movie, that he was just another kid in high school who, like you, he says at the beginning, he's like, I got one year to make it work. He's trying to turn over a new leaf. He's trying to get back together with his girlfriend. And then this new kid moves to town and sort of like interrupts that whole thing for him. And, you know, he viewed himself as the hero of his own story. And it was one of those things that got me thinking, you know, I, around that time, I, I was starting to think about, you know, people from my own high school, like the bullies from my high school, the people who were jerks and, <clears throat> and started to have the perspective a little bit more as a young adult that, wow, that kid had a rough life at home. That kid yeah. had a tough situation going on. So it really started back then where the three of us actually were talking about it as a movie. We were like, maybe we should go turn make this as a, try to get this made as a movie. But we had enough experience in the film business pretty quickly to realize, oh, wait, no, they, that, that will never happen. They're, they're going to want to reboot it or they're going to want to, they're yeah, not going to yeah. put Ralph, Ralph Macchio and Billy Zapka in a movie together. Yeah. And then it was, it was, you know, then the Jaden Smith movie happened. We're like, okay, well, that's dead. That's never going to yeah. happen. And then some more time passed and didn't look like a sequel for that was happening. And suddenly, you know, where, you know, you start to see the way the streamers were, were making uh, a movie, a, a show like Fuller House. I remember driving on Sunset and seeing a billboard and seeing Kimmy Gibbler on a billboard for Fuller yeah. House. And I was like, this was no disrespect to Kimmy, Kimmy Gibbler. I like Kimmy Gibbler. I was a fan and she deserved yeah. to be on a billboard. But it was one of those things where I was like, well, she could be on a billboard. Ralph Macchio and Billy Zapka could be on a billboard. Absolutely. As and Johnny Lawrence. So that's when we said, you know what, let's let's pursue this. Let's see if we can actually like get the rights to, to Karate Kid. And we knew Billy Zapka a little bit by then. Josh Heald worked with him on Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. We okay. got to know him then as well. And we're just like, let's let's see if this could happen. And we we chased it down and got, you know, got approvals and got the guys and how was it to get, I, I had an experience, uh, I never like to do this because but, but I, French, many years ago, about like, I don't know, like 15 years ago, I was working on a, a, a treatment for something where I wanted to do Ferris Bueller now with, sure. with the cast, but his life has not turned out because obviously that guy is going to have like, a, like, and he's like, and, and he's still doing the shtick, but everybody else is like having a much better life than he was. And as I started to inquire, the, John Hughes was very like, I don't want you to fuck with my character. Like the, the estate was very precious with the character. So I said, ah, I'll, I'll move on. And then I saw yours and I thought like, okay, well they got it. They did exactly what I wanted to do. So I'm never going to do it. And it's better in yours. But how were you nervous? Like how far down the road had you gotten before you got approval? You know, it was one of those things where we're like, okay, well, let's let's come up with the plan for what the, the series is. We found out first and foremost that we're like, well, who has the rights? And we found out Will Smith's company, Overbrook, controlled the rights. Oh, wow. So oh, we're like, yeah, because, because of the Jaden movie. So we're like, okay, if we could like have a meeting over there and we had a meeting set up with Caleb Pinkett, who uh, uh, was an executive over there. And we're just like, okay, uh, we went into the meeting thinking, okay, like they're probably thinking they have like, you know, the feature side with Jaden still in development for a sequel. We got to convince him that like, you could do two things like, you know, in, in the superhero universes, they do that, they do TV, they do film, you know, we can convince them of both. But we also were just like, well, what are the, we don't know how much they care about the original Karate Kid, or if they just kind of, you know, yeah. were doing it for Jaden. So was it, was it just uh, the three of you in the meeting? It was the three of us. At this point, it was at this point it was just the three of us. Okay. Because we wanted to see, we wanted to get the rights first before okay. we went to Billy and Ralph 
to okay. like get, to make sure that we were approaching them about something that could be reality. Right. So we ended up pitching to Caleb. And I remember we were just sort of like spitfire, like talking for like 45 minutes straight. And he's there and he's like smiling and, and enjoying it and like not taking any notes, but just sort of listening. And then after we finish, he's just like, okay. He's like, I love this. I love this. I love this. And he starts going off for like 20 minutes of like, he remembered like my, like minor character names that we mentioned a half hour ago. He's got like this amazing memory That's and amazing. just like, and yeah. And he's just like, uh, like, was just like, I'm into this. Like, I definitely want to do it. I'm going to make this happen over here. So he like, whatever, whoever he spoke to internally at his company, he's like, I got the rights. And he's like, oh, and I'll take care of, I think the, uh, the Weintraub estate, you know, also had a, had a Jerry Weintraub. Wow. Uh, his estate had some degree of the, of the, uh, the rights as well. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get the, the rights there. Then it was about us going to Sony and we pitched it. And the, the frustrating thing about it is the show we consider it's a comedy, but it's also a drama. Like the Karate Kid was a drama, mm -hmm. but we were like comedy guys. And like, you know, so it was going to be hard for us to like pitch to the drama department. But if we pitch to the comedy department, we're afraid that they're not going to get what we're pitching. And yeah. I remember we pitched it there and they were like, okay, well, like the sound is great, but like, if you get the guys, if you get the guys, then yeah, yeah then we're in. So uh, we, we took Billy Zabka to, uh, to lunch at, we said, Hey, we have this project. We just want to talk to you about Let's, let's get together. And we go to Don Cuco's uh, yeah. in the, in, in uh, Burbank or around yeah. there. And we sit down and we start explaining to him our, our, our idea and it was just, it just blew his mind. This entire lunch, he was just like, like, wait, wait, so wait, you have the rights? Because he's, he's always wanted to like explore this character more. This sure. is an, ex the, the Billy is, as you, you've seen the show, he's yeah. an insanely, he's an insanely talented guy. He, yeah, but he's a, a phenomenal he's a, actor. Yeah, he's an incredible actor. And like, yeah. I, not only is he a great actor, but he's a great filmmaker. Like he was nominated for an Academy Award for a short movie that he was involved with. And he oh, also yeah. like, he's, He's a guy like on set who like will have some like, uh, you know, a PA like filming our screens whenever he's doing fight scenes. And the next uh -huh. day he'll, co he'll come in with like his scene cut together, like his fights oh, wow. together, like on his phone. And he's like, I just, he's like, look at this moment. Like I just kind of missed right here. So like I would trim it right. Like he's already like thinking, wow. like micromanaging like his moments. So, so in any case, backing up to the story, we pitch him this idea. And he's just like, he's like, I'm, I'm blown away. I can't believe this. I'm definitely in if we could, but you got to get Ralph and that's going to be the tough one. So we end up basically flying ourselves to New York to get Ralph because I don't think Sony like thought that this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that we just flew ourselves to New York and we, we put ourselves up and we ended up having a three and a half hour lunch with him where <laughs> We ex like we, we were well prepared. We was knew. He, was he because I can honestly see Zapka getting like I could see like if I were him and I'm finally getting to explore this character that people like a misunderstood character in his mind. I, I mean, I can see that blowing his mind. What was because well, what you have to pitch to Ralph Macchio in this case is not that. Exactly. You, you're pitching at least, you know, I know there's development of that character, but at least at first he's, you're playing him as like, he's, you know, he, he, it's not that he's a villain, but he's sort of like that big fish in a small pond. He's the, he's mm -hmm. become the thing he, he thought he was fighting against. And did, exactly. did Billy go with y'all? No, Billy didn't go. Okay. Billy wasn't there with us. He okay. was like, good, he's like, good luck. He's like, oh. good luck. <laughs> you know, thanks, he, thanks yeah, Billy. No, he, no, and he, and he was going to be supportive, but he was like, good luck, you know. So, well, 
but did Ralph, how did Ralph take, what so, was his so, thought? So Ralph, so like we had watched enough interviews with Ralph, like uh-huh. to know like who, the, the man that he is. And he's a very smart, thoughtful guy who, who cares a lot about the karate kid and cares that like, he doesn't ruin the legacy of that franchise. And like, uh-huh. you know, it, it, so it was important to him that if he was going to, you know, step back into the gi, that he was doing it for the right reasons and not just sort of like, okay, I'm just trying to make some money. Right. Um, it, it's really got to be something that like was special for him. And I think that we, uh, our logic, just putting ourselves in his shoes. And it's interesting because it's a similar exercise to like when we got Neil Patrick Harris way back when for Harold and Kumar. Okay. So you, you try to like think to yourself, like, okay, what, 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 what is their problem? What are they probably thinking? And, Ralph over the years had been approached a million times about probably things like the karate man and Hey, you're a dad now. Yeah. And you've got, yeah. you know, you're, and it's like the same kind of thing as opposed to something that feels fresh and different. Yeah. So we, you know, we explained to him like, you know, he's, and he's Johnny Lawrence's antagonist. Like the truth of the matter is like they're antagonists for one another. They always have yeah. been, but now, but because we're going in through the Johnny Lawrence side, it's a different shade for you. You're not doing the same exact thing. You're playing the same character, but in a different time in his life, having made it. And now Johnny is the underdog and you're the success. Yeah. And so it's embracing that. And the second second thing that we leaned into that was very, very important to him was that Mr. Miyagi was still a big part of the show. And that right. like there was an impact on his life because of Miyagi to this day. And what we said to him, which we thought was, really the, the difference maker was, this is a Daniel LaRusso, in a, a, the, the first time we're seeing a Daniel LaRusso without Mr. Miyagi's guidance there for him. This Miyagi has passed. Yeah. And now you're sort of like trying to, you know, navigate adult life and you don't have your guiding force there with you. And yeah. how are you able to sort of, you know, go through the challenges of that? What what you did, I, I mean, I have to compliment. I I just could not love the series enough. But the the character development is so impressive. Like the way that each person, the way that you took Daniel and took, you know, like you made, you know, he was the good guy in Karate Kid, and he did all the right things, which made him successful. Johnny was not, you know, the good guy, and it shows you what happens when you're a bully. Like you know, like everybody seems to get what's coming to them but the I, the flashbacks and <laughs> are some of my favorite things and then the little easter eggs y'all leave like pat's towing was mm-hmm. that was that a nod yeah. to mr miyagi pat it was <laughs> and, it definitely was and what i mean i have to say like because danny you know too both of our dads passed away from cancer yeah. prostate cancer and that episode in the body bag uh, oh my god that was like one of the most emotional things because i knew you know that uh, i'm drawing a blank on his name rob, rob garrison yeah rob garrison when he you know he had passed away now i want to know like how when you approached the old guy you know the old gang what was their reaction to that like well the first and foremost billy is still in touch with all those guys like they're very good friends like this mm-hmm. is a group of guys who like spent I don't know, a good like four, five, six months together because back then, like, you know, there was actual time that the studio would spend on like rehearsals and training and stuff like (laughs) that in a real way, which is like, doesn't happen in the way that it should, uh, you know, now. 
Um, so like but, their, uh, mo their motorcycle trip actually could have happened in real life. They, 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 they've had those kinds of experiences over the years. Like these guys are like proper friends. And in okay. particular, Rob Garrison and Billy Zapka are, were like best friends. Like okay. to this day, to like till, you know, his passing. Uh -huh. um, so in terms of reaching out to the guys, we had, you know, we had Billy, we had Marty Cove, who also is in touch with those guys. Yeah. So it was easy for them to, for us to reach out, especially when the show was happening and like people saw season one and people knew it was good. Then it became like, okay, well, is there an opportunity for them? And we're like, we have a plan, we have a thought for it. And, you know, it started with the body bag, you know, idea. It was yeah. like, you know, when you're, when you reach our age, our ages, like, you know, you start to have those kinds of things happen in your life and it's heartbreaking, but it's real. Yeah. And we wanted to kind of explore that kind of thing, but because we're fucked up comedy people, we're like, <laughs> let, we're just like, let's do the most like, like bizarrely dark joke. Right. Amidst a very powerful emotional moment for this group of friends. And uh, it was, it was an incredible week on set. I'll just say that all those guys loved being back together, loved yeah. working together in that way, loved having specificity with each of their characters. And they got to kind of on camera have the camaraderie that they have in real life. And it was really nice. Well, no, I have to ask because the moment I saw that, <laughs> that episode in particular was just, I mean, it was so moving and it was, it was like it, nostalgic moving. It was funny. It was like every, that episode was just so great. What was Rob's reaction when you <laughs> told him as, you know, as he was, yeah. as he well, actually was. Well, well, here's sick. here's he wasn't he was not sick. Oh, he that's wasn't the, sick. No, that's the oh, that's I think that's, he was. that's the all messed. That's the all the more like mind blowingly horrible like aftermath. Holy shit! I did not know. But, that. No, he was not. He was not. So it was one. It was one of those things where you oh. first of all like he was he was extremely excited at the prospect of coming back on the show. Um, he's he's a man who is a, a really great actor yeah. who had some, I think some family across the country, I think was ill. So he ended up like, he's been living in West Virginia for a very long time now outside of the business. And it's been, it's been sad for him. This is, it was sad for him. It was a, this is a man who like has a passion for acting who had to kind of give that part mm -hmm. of his life up and for him to be able to come back and do this and play the, that, this character again, when he first heard, the first thing was we said to him, we had a phone call with him and we said, you know, your character, like, we're just going to give you a heads up on this. You have the richest, best episode here, yeah. but your character is going to pass away. And at first he's like, oh, he was so <laughs> upset about it because he was just like, this is like, you know, I think he was like, okay, well, this is a show. Maybe I could come back more and that kind of a thing. And right. we're just like, read, read the script. And he read the script and he was very emotional. He called us up very emotional and was just like, thank you. Like, thank you for like, like a really juicy opportunity as an actor for me to get to do. And he was all in on it. He loved the experience. It was like, I, I'll never forget the, the Friday when we finished shooting, we all, we all went out for beers and just like listen to them tell stories. Yeah. And it was an amazing, amazing thing. And when he saw the episode, he was so passionate about it. And we were actually planning to write him in for the next season. We had a, a, a thought where, there was going to be like, you know, while well, Johnny has a, an emotional kind of dream, like dream sequence kind of thing oh, okay. where he, where his, his friend uh, who had passed away, you know, ends up returning and speaking with him. Um, but, uh, you know, it never got there.
Yeah. Hard, what like, about? Um, I'm wait, sorry. Wait, 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 quick, okay, I gotta, go ahead, Danny. I can't reveal like who it was, but there was I was on a show early on in my career, and we they they killed off an actor, and but the actor was really upset about it. I remember the showrunner at the time. I'm a baby writer at this time. The showrunner came back into the writers' room, and I because we're like, how do you take it? How do you take it? He's like, he was upset, but he kept pitching that he comes back as a ghost in a show. That, <laughs> as a joke and I'm like yeah and the showrunner was very embarrassed I said what did you say it's like yeah yeah we'll talk about it right now we're going to talk about making him a ghost <laughs> so I, 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 I've always that's it's always got to be a, a traumatic uh, um, a thing to do go I'm sorry answer okay. you just made okay. me think of that though okay so there's kind of two things about okay did Chad McQueen is he going to come back well, it, it was, we, we pursued him uh -huh. for that episode and we had conversations with him and it didn't end up working out. Like it okay. was one of those things where he's, he was intrigued, he was interested, but like, he's a really busy guy um, who hasn't, but he also hasn't acted in a while. He's got a lot of different things kind of going on and just the timing didn't work out at the okay. time but there's always the potential of him returning one day i mean dutch is one of our favorite characters he so. okay he was like because he was such an asshole in the movie yes. like he, he was such a bad guy now i'm a like which a terrible... was he? i'm sorry because this is where my which one was uh, the he? bleach bleach bond guy. oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah okay so i'm a like terrible insomniac so a lot of times when i can't sleep i'll start i always will go to like buzzfeed and you know, like, look at those ten things you didn't know about. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was fucking Steve McQueen's son. Yes, yes. Chad McQueen is Steve McQueen's son, wow. and he's also related to Enrique Iglesias. I didn't know that part. Yeah, that, that's a weird Venn like, diagram. Yeah, you please, it, like, it. I'm like, wait, what? And it's like, oh no. So Steve McQueen is Chad McQueen's dad. Yeah, yeah. and his mother is like like Julio Iglesias is like he's related to Enrique Iglesias that's his first cousin and Steve McQueen's his fucking dad like that's the strangest that is combo <laughs> like one of those okay, fun facts I'm like yeah I'm that is like, a fun fact I was like that's the strangest shit ever now did y'all make Hawk Dutch you know, in, in, in different characters are like sometimes one guy, like one character from the past mm -hmm. and sometimes not. Like there, there is an element where like Hawk has, is a little bit Dutch. Right. Um, you know, there's, you know, the, uh, for some of the obvious comparisons in terms yeah. of like, you know, uh, where, Hawk, where Hawk goes <laughs> and having a hair thing and having like, yeah. be, being like a little bit like intense. Like hyper aggressive ways. about. Yeah, yeah hi hyper aggressive. Yeah. And now let me ask you about getting Sensei back. I mean, Sensei Crease. Sensei Crease. Yes. And, and when I like after watching this, and I also want to get back to the it dropping on Netflix and then just blowing up, I, I, I end up seeing something on like Daily Mail of Sensei Crease. What's his name? Martin Cove. Martin oh. Leaving like Ralph's, and he was wearing a Cobra Kai his like OG Cobra Kai leather jacket. Like it was like the paparazzi caught him and that's just how he was shopping in his fucking Cobra Kai that, that, That's him. So uh, needless to say, <laughs> it wasn't hard to get Martin Cove back. Yeah. <laughs> Mar Marty. It was like, Mar hey, would you like to you just yeah. tear it out? <laughs> the thing with Marty, oh, so Mar he's, first of all, he's hilarious and such a sweetheart. He's like the opposite of, of Crease. 
in terms of that. And I think he just understands the ridiculousness of like that evil sensei. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, he, it's, he, it's the character, he, he's done a, a ton of movies and TV over the years, but it's what he's most famous for. Okay. And he, you know, he leans into it and has leaned into it. He goes to a lot of Comic-Cons and those kinds of things. He's doing and a commercial right now, right? The, oh, the yeah. Koala, Koala Kai, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I see his face. Like he was born with that face. That's just yeah. like, oh he, my god! You, he looks like he's gonna fire you. Like every. No, he, was, <laughs> he was. He was the counselor at the rich camp across the lake in every '80s camp movie. You know, we gotta beat these losers. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But he, yeah. he was the thing with him that was really fun was. So we, we tell him, okay, we're going to bring you into the show. Cause he's like, he hears that there's this Cobra Kai show going. Like, first of all, like we kept it very like secret us and Ralph and Billy before pitching it around town. We didn't want like anyone else to know because we didn't know if it would actually happen. Right. So then when, right. when, once we sold it and it was going to be announced, that was sort of like, like right before then is when we told Marty and, uh, and he was just very excited about it. And then we sit him down and we say, okay, so here's the, here's the situation. Like you're going to be in the very last episode of season one, the very last scene. And it's a big reveal. It's a huge moment, a big shocking moment that's going to launch us into season two. And you're going to then the next year, you'll have a big role in the show. And for him, he's like, can I just come like maybe episode two? <laughs> Can I come like episode five? And he was just constantly like lobbying us to like be on the show earlier. He was and then just on the, the clock the, waiting. But he, even worse for him was the fact that he had to keep it a secret because his thing is a big surprise. So this is a man who like loves, like he's a people person. He loves talking to people. He loves engaging. And everywhere he goes, people are asking him about, you know, Karate Kid. And then when the show, when Cobra Kai gets announced and stuff, they're like, are you on the show? Like, so, and he can't say anything. <laughs> he can't say anything. So like, it was like his own personal hell for like a year. That's where he's just, yeah. So it was, he's just it shopping was, at Ralph's in a Cobra Kai jacket. Yeah, exa exa exactly. So, but it was like, it was like miserable for him. So then as soon as it came out, it was there. Like he, now he's like living his best life and he's yeah. very, very happy. When you, y'all, you, you and your, your two partners posted the picture of the five of you in front of the Netflix building the selfie yeah and when i love okay first all, i just thought it was funny that you're like that's where y'all wanted the show to originally be it went to youtube uh red you do red and red then premium, premium. You're, the, yeah. all, you're the reason yeah i i had a, i bought youtube red for you because every first of all <laughs> you had one of the greatest word of mouth campaigns on earth like uh, uh, on twitter like i went because i i know I, I was never gonna subscribe to YouTube Red. And then I'm looking at like Patton Oswalt's talking about Cobra Kai and, and like everybody I follow is like telling me about Cobra Like, and first, cause I'm, you know, I liked Karate Kid. I saw it a number of times, Cobra Kai, why do I know that name even? And it was yeah. like, and then it, it, when it hit, it's like, oh, that's a genius. Of course I have to get YouTube Red now. So, but yeah, you got, the, you had the right people watch that show early on. Yeah. But how, how much like vindication did you feel when it went to Netflix yeah. and then just shot to fucking it, number one, it, it, like it, uh, everyone is, it's trending. Like everyone's talking about it. And it, it, like, it, like people were going, oh, did you just know this just came out? And like that came out, it, it didn't just come out. Like that shit's yeah, fucking it, been it, out, you know? Like it, was it, it just it, such a like, Netflix. It, it was no well it was first of all it was the best it was great yeah, must... i mean like so i'll just i'll just say like you know when we conceived of the show it was like at a time where stranger things had just sort of come out 
right. and we're just like we're like if we when we do this show this show is going to be on netflix it's going to be huge it's going to be like this people like stranger things they'll like this and it's like there's the karate kid is this beloved thing oh this is just gonna be a huge show on netflix and we thought it was just like a no-brainer and right. and then our very first pitch meeting was to youtube premium and they brought like every executive in the company to the meeting uh -huh. and before we finished the meeting uh, Suzanne Daniels, who was in charge over there, was just like, okay, just, just making this clear, like, we're buying this, we're doing it, we're going to do a full season of the show. And we hadn't written a word yet. So oh, wow. you, get, you guys, you know, you're in the business, you know yeah. what it's like. So yeah. to have a place say to you, okay, straight we're going to gonna, like, yeah. go straight to series on your show and let you do it your way and uh, just let you do your thing. You're like, whoa, that like, suddenly you're like, that's the dream. Right. So we pitched to other places and everywhere else we pitched to wanted the show, including Netflix. And when we took that picture, we left the Netflix meeting. Ted Sarandos was in our pitch meeting. Wow. Like, okay. Yeah. So it was like one of those things where it was like, because I think Patton actually told him about like, look out for this. This is coming. Yeah. Because we had, we had told Patton that we were going out with it. And it was just one of those things where we left there. We're like, oh, we're definitely selling it here. And they wanted it and they were very into it. But there, the thing is, again, we were three guys who wrote R-rated comedies our entire career, and we did have an awesome sizzle reel that gave a sense of what the the tone yeah. of the show would be. But until they actually saw a script, and Netflix likes to see a script before going to series on something, yeah, it was one of those things where they're just like, please, like if you have a script, show us the script. And the the irony is, like, we actually wrote two scripts before the deal closed with YouTube. Like wow. we could have shown that. We could have shown Netflix the script then, but we didn't think that was the right thing to do. We thought that was not cool given what YouTube. Yeah. I would have done exactly what, what you, you did. The right. idea to get to do what you did to get that kind of freedom, it doesn't come around that much. I just, yesterday I was on with yeah. a friend who was, in a, who was in a similar situation with sort of a, a, a lesser platform, but total freedom. And I, yeah. you know, I referenced you guys and I've referenced a couple other things. It's like, do you know you're you're in this to make the best possible show go wherever you can do that and then other things will flow from that yeah, yeah and the thing the thing with youtube was at the time they were telling us we're going to compete with netflix we're, you're going to be our house of cards you're going to be our first really yeah. big giant show but we're going to have a bunch of others and stuff like that and i think they all believed that what they didn't realize and maybe i think it was wishful thinking in their heads was that google didn't believe that Google was like, eh, let's see how this thing goes out. And this was their big stab. They're going to like, we're going to prove it through Cobra Kai, what we can do. And what I will say is the executives over there were phenomenal. Like, like every last one of them that we worked with were great. Dustin Davis was one of the execs over there. Uh, and this, this yeah. Uh, have you worked yeah, with Dustin? I worked with Suzanne at the, when I was back at the WB. That's where I met John Cho. I want yeah. to that because I'll talk more extensively about that. But yeah. And, and, and I, I, I just always thought she was really smart you know I yeah. just and, yeah and I've worked with Greg my very first yeah, job she, her, her husband I worked with him on my very first job when I moved out here so he's uh yeah so they're you they're, oh, nice. they're obviously they're creative and smart but they they were really great and they were they were they were just very supportive and it was one of those things that you know the show comes out it gets you know 100% Rotten Tomatoes and we're like blow, our minds were blown because we felt proud of what we did but it was one of those things that like, you never know how that's going to work out. And then like, it got- You really didn't know it was so... going to be that great? No, we knew, we knew it was great. Let me be clear. We knew know, the show like, was Ron, great. We didn't like, know I would have felt like, yeah, we're going to nail this. If Ron, like, I would have just assumed I, I, Tomatoes I, would have been second. I, I, 
I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been I've been wrong before. I'll say that. Oh. You know, no, I mean I, I've been... you can. It's there's two. You you know it's there's two questions there. One, did you know it was going to be great? And you know you, you can tell, and I'm sure you did. And I know we you know you can all tell when something's great. Is this going to be a hit? Is a completely separate question. There's great television out there yeah. that doesn't always get. Well, I, I think of that show. Um, I think of that show Patriot on Amazon, which is by far mm -hmm. one of my favorite shows that no one's ever seen. And it's like I I, I did watch it because of you. It, it's great. It's and fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic, right? Yeah. And um, you know, so it's like I just uh, um, so that's sort of the part that's out of your hands. So uh, um, yeah, you know, it was it was interesting. Like I knew that it would be. I knew that people who watched it would love it. I had confidence in that, and yeah. and it, but it was like you know we made, you know we made uh, American Reunion, American the fourth American yeah. Pie movie, and that movie when we tested it at Universal, it tested higher than any movie in the history of Universal at the time. The executives there were all like blown away. It was like yeah. crowd pleasing. It was exactly what an American Pie sequel should be. Yeah. And then when when we went on Rotten Tomatoes, it got like in the forties, which is not horrible for a comedy. But yeah. it was like it was like yeah. dev it was devastating after watching theater full theaters full of people like yeah. in all over the world dying laughing every moment of it and then seeing that so when when we do this it was like I figured because it had Karate Kid and because YouTube was really going to push it in their own way yeah. that people that people would like it and see it but the Rotten Tomatoes thing surprised me but what was what was crazy was at the time when we were coming out with YouTube was it felt gigantic. It felt like because on YouTube, there's all the all the, the comments underneath. Right. So you're seeing in real time. That's people, true. Yeah, people yeah. like, so you're knowing that like people, like many millions of people are watching it and the numbers were like insane. But like, yeah. you know, the first episode, like 90 million people had seen on, on, YouTube, on YouTube or so it was just like, you just felt like, oh, wow, this is gigantic. Also, I just want to say to get, because the people like YouTube commentators are famously really nice. Oh yeah, I mean. So 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 you for you see to get under my stand-up clips. On YouTube, yes. that, <laughs> yeah. that goes, yeah, you know that you didn't get like go kill yourself. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. So so. But, yeah. but every yeah, and that's what like everything about the fact that people on YouTube, you you took something that's so beloved. Like, if if you had slightly fucked up, you would have just been. <laughs> Well, I think destroyed by the, the, the you know the terrible yeah. people on the but internet. The, but but the everyone key, loved it. The key though was everyone expected it to be shit. Like everyone expected it to be garbage because they're like they're they're like oh most sequels are not are disappointing. Yeah. It's sure. like why are why are they doing this? Like a lot of people like were like you know our our biggest thing that we would always say while making it and also in their marketing was just like we don't want this to come off as low rent. We want it right. to come off as like a true continuation of the Karate Kid franchise. Yeah. And that, that's been our mantra the entire time. Yes, it has a different tone in certain ways because of going through Cobra Kai and the age and modern day and all that stuff. But it was always supposed to be that. And, um, you know, our, our fear, but I think that everyone's expectation was the lowest rent version of it's not only is it a sequel, but it's on YouTube. So people yeah. expected it to be straight garbage. Low so, expectations are always your friend. I want them all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. And, and, and even when like the Jaden Smith Karate Kid, like I didn't want to watch it. I would because in my head I was like, I hate the fact that there are going to be kids out there that think Jaden Smith is the Karate Kid. We ac we well, actually watch you. <laughs> isn't it? But we have in Harold and Kumar three. We actually have 
a reference to that. Right. It's <laughs> it's one of those things that we did. Like we, we referenced Karate Kid. I saw before. that. Is, is that out, Harold and Kumar 3? Yeah, no, that was the Christmas one. That was the third one. So we yeah, haven't yeah. made we haven't made a fourth one yet. So we made yeah. there was I'm, White White I'm Castle Fontana. Yeah. Yeah. Well I like I we talked about this before we started shooting, but I met John. I was doing um a, a, a second show with John Cho that never aired called The Men's Room on NBC, but we are, we shot six talking about low expectations. And John and your partner came to the set um, with John Cho and he, was, and he introduced me. He says, I'm doing this movie. And I, all I heard was White Castle because that being from New Jersey, you know, I, I was like, yeah, who's this person? White Castle, you make a movie about White Castle. I was like, yeah. And we went to the um, uh, premiere of that and it was my favorite premiere because they serve White Castle. It was White Castle stuff everywhere. And I, I can't, like, Vegas opened up a White Castle. Yes, and every time I'm in Vegas, whoever I'm with, I go, I have to go to White Castle. I'm sorry. It's yeah. And I know it's not great. And I don't expect any, like, it's not the kind of thing I'm going to say, like, oh, you got to try this. I'm like, yeah. no, you're probably going to hate this. But yeah. this is the taste of my childhood. That's yeah. exactly it. White Castle in Verona, New Jersey. And... We would always hit it on the way back from the bowling alley. And it was, we called it rat burgers. And it was my, and it was, so yeah, it was, it, it was great. And I was like, I was so happy because we always, when we, the first show I did with John was a show called Off Center on the WB, which you said you watched. Yeah, which is why, which like that show gave us the confidence to write Harold and Kamar go to White Castle. That makes me so, oh. <laughs> my favorite thing <laughs> that ever came out. Because I really love that show, even though, you know, it's it great. It, but he was, I, I, John to me, and I, I, he's still a good friend. And he's just one of the, he's, he, I think he's a very, very, He's a great actor. He's handsome as the day is long, but he's also, he's just such a good comic performer. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. And he doesn't get to do comedy enough these days. And he, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. You know, it's, inter it's interesting because, you know, when I was in college- um, Where'd you uh, go to school I, at? Uh, University of Pennsylvania. Okay. And, you went to the same uh, school as uh, Donald Trump. You went to the Wharton School. I, I went to the Wharton School. I was in the same class as Donald, Donald Trump Jr. Oh, yeah, at, well, uh, I was born. I was born in Wharton, Texas. If that, yeah, well, that's close. That's basically the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to I, Sam I, Houston State University, where Dan Rather went to school. So we have I the same Don Jr. Yeah. vibe from you, John. By the way, you um, get, you, I, I give you a Don Jr. vibe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, Don Jr. but less date rapey. Okay, well, it's, at least it's less. Yeah. Still, still date rape, even not. That's still um, a compliment. Right? I don't know that Don Jr. ever date rape, but if you made date rape a person, it would look like Don Jr. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Um, so, so go on. Um, I lost. I lost. Okay, oh, you no, lost okay, I got it. No, I, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. No, I was, so I've, I've had this friend, um, Harold Lee, and the real Harold. Oh, wow. Um, since I was in middle school when I lived in Pittsburgh. And then we reunited when we were in college at, at Penn. And then American Pie comes out. And, and Harold doesn't exactly look like John Cho, but he looked enough like John Cho uh -huh. to people in Philadelphia who just saw American Pie. So every time we'd go out to bars and stuff, we'd hear no. people would, you'd hear Melf and you'd hear people, <laughs> um, people would go over to him genuinely thinking that he was the guy in American Pie like oh often. yeah and it was wow. and, it, and it didn't happen like once or twice it happened routinely every time we went out so it just sounds like racism is what I'm hearing it, it, it's it was part racism <laughs> but part like 
reality, but it was one of the part, you know, just, you know, it was all, uh, it was honest and coming from a good place from these people. That's and, good. and, and when Hayden and I started writing, you know, before Harold and Kumar, we had written some other scripts and we always had characters, Harold and Kumar as the side characters, like the main characters were, you know, like more like, you know, it would be like Ben and Evan instead of yeah, John yeah, and yeah. Hayden, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And then the, their best friends would be Harold and Kumar because a lot of our friends uh, were Asian and Indian guys. And we had a friend named Harold. So it was one of those things that like, you know, we we always wrote them as side characters, but then, and John, and because we loved John so much in American Pie, then we watched Off Center and we loved Eddie K. Thomas also. Yeah. Um, and it was like, so we watched Off Center and we're like, we're like John shows hilarious like yeah. he's like the Kramer of this show he's sure. he's he's so good and we're like this guy could carry a movie so it gave us the confidence to write Harold and Kumar go to White Castle no I I honestly I like I, I I had such a good feeling for you guys just based on that and so did a lot of people I worked with at that time because I was really glad that you um I was so happy people saw that for him and God knows he doesn't need our help right now in his uh, career but uh, you know you know at the time I want this guy should be a bigger star. And um, yeah. and I also just deeply, what I love, well, a couple of things, I, I just am now fanboy over this real quick in the last, at the end of this podcast, but you perfectly captured the difficulty of getting anything done when you're high. Like that everything feels like a Herculean effort. And just like, I, 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 I really do remember being like this was in it was up in Syracuse, but like there was a there was a hamburger truck that was just across campus, and it was there till three in the morning, and it was just like and just a half hour of deliberating. How are we gonna get? <laughs> and the idea of you taking that and turning it into like almost a um the journey of the hero, a Star Wars journey of the hero, where like you're, you're accomplishing all of that stuff is so great and. I just, I, I have to ask you because you brought it up before, because I, in, in, if I helped you get John Cho in that movie, I think you helped get Neil Patrick Harris in How I Met Your Mother. Like, well, I, I, you I, did. I, 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 know, I know that definitively. Yeah, um, I, 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 I actually yeah. know that. I read that. Yeah, 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 but I, 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 and, and so yeah. You, how did you, how did you know he, I mean, just like him on ecstasy playing himself being just the, Biggest pussy hound in the world. Like, it, it's just like, it is one of the greatest cameos in a comedy. It's just- The, the scene where he is out the sunroof. It's- like, Oh yeah. Hanging out the sun, yes. I, I, like tears were streaming down. I was laughing so fucking hard. Cause at the time I'm like, why is Doogie Hauser? What is he doing? Well, well, <laughs> I know he could do that. Like, well, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this. So first of all, it just conceptually, we thought because of Doogie Hauser, just even if he just said the lines and was not a great actor for sure it would be it would be funny right. so you knew that much but at the time he was drawing rave reviews on broadway like he yeah. was like getting a lot of uh, and we had seen enough of his work to be like this guy's really smart and he's very he's very talented and we hoped that he would see the joke and what's going on there and then he delivered he shows up on he shows up on set and uh, like, like you guys are talking about laughing your ass off while watching it. Like I remember like having to leave set because I was <laughs> laughing too hard and causing problems. Like I, I was ruining the takes because every time he would open his mouth, I would just die laughing at first. When he, um, he was tweaking out and he was like, you're a fucking fur burger. Like yeah. he was like so- he, he's, he's the best. Like he <laughs> literally ele he elevated that. it. Yeah, I'm looking at it because I know John and I'm watching even in that scene, it's like 
how are you holding it together? Like, or is it is it just about to break in some of that? It was like, it's so good. Are there outtakes that you can secretly send us? Like, I don't know. I wish I, I wish I had all that stuff. I don't, you know, this, these were different days. I was, I was writing it, but I was like, it was the best experience ever as a writer because yeah. usually you write a feature and then you're just not there. But right. uh, Danny Liner, who was our director on it, wanted Hayden and I to be like sitting behind him throughout the entire uh, so shoot. Great. So that was my film school. Like I literally had never like been on a film set until that really. Um, That's amazing. Okay. I have to ask this because I know we're probably, Danny, where are we on time? I, yeah, I we have six minutes. Ask okay. this. Is Elizabeth Shue coming back? Can you say that? Or no? I can't say. I can't say either is way. She, is she at Ralph's in a Cobra Kai jacket? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure she's doing that. No, it's, it's so funny. Like uh, what I will say is when we filmed um, the season two finale and you see her phone uh, yes. or, the, or the phone call coming in, Yes. We at that moment we had no idea whether or not she would be on the show. Okay. So I'll tell you that much, and I can't tell you which way it went. But you did know, you have her kill This will help us. Did you have her killed on the boys? That we could do this. We did do that. that okay, was, cool. That was, and that's that all was we need us. to know. Yes. It was after the uh, breastfeeding shit on the. And <laughs> also, can I get a Cobra Kai G? I, I, you want? You want? I'll, I'll send you measurements of uh, wardrobe. Uh, we'll send me, uh, <laughs> and I'll just uh, wear it all the time. I'll wear it we'll to see. Ralph's. I don't give a shit. All right. Well, I'll I won't go shy. We'll have to talk to Frank Helmer, who is our, uh, <laughs> our costume designer. We'll see if we can um, hook you up. But that made me laugh. Like when I was watching Cobra Kai, I'm like, I finished it. And I remember thinking, I have a crush on Johnny Lawrence. Uh -huh. And I always had, but I was embarrassed to admit it because he was a bad guy. Uh huh. And then I was like, now I feel like, you know, like now, now, you, everything. now you feel vindicated. Yeah. And now, actually, I don't, I hate to say that. I'm like, I don't know that I want to be a part of Miyagi-Do. I kind of think that I would join Cobra Kai. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, we'll see. The way that, the way that it, you make, I mean, y'all just did such a great job. Like I said, the character yeah. development, the way that everyone, you see both sides of the story. There was parts where I, I wanted to go like, you know, if, if Daniel and Johnny just talked a little more, <laughs> <laughs> this would work out better, but no, it's it's quite well, funny, and well, and the cold the cold open with back in black was my favorite oh, thing. That was that was we wrote that, and we wanted back in black. Actually, we had in our, as our temp song in episode one instead of uh, uh, nothing but a good time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had back in black there, and then uh, they were not clearing any songs. Uh, ACDC weren't they weren't clearing any songs. I think uh, one of the band members had passed away, and it was just like a whole thing so we wrote it in the next season like at, wrote it in the script and we were lucky that we got it there but, but uh that scene i mean just using that song for that particular part was was perfect and it worked great what about okay quick before we i know we have to go but i had last year about a year ago i did this little bit on to tell the truth the anthony anderson thing where they just a friend of mine that worked on the show was like hey we need someone to dress in a bigfoot costume and just sit in the crowd because they're gonna have like a person that's a Bigfoot expert and then two people pretending to be or whatever. And they just wanted to cut to the crowd and then I would clap, whatever. But the two other like segments, there was Allie Willis was on and Allie Willis is a, she had, she passed away like a month later, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. But she wrote September for Earth, Wind and Fire. She wrote the theme song to Friends and she wrote, you're the best around. Oh, wow. yeah. 
No, have no. you are y'all gonna use that song because i didn't catch it ever you know it, it's it's not on the show yet we did it, it's in netflix did like the legacy trailer before oh. uh it came over there and it's in there uh and we it was the first time we gave we said okay you could use it for that because we thought it was the right moment we have a thought as to where we might use it on the show but we haven't uh can used see, it in the first if, if i can make a suggestion i would use it for a montage yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, really? I know. Yeah, but no one ever thought of that. Uh, <laughs> and that's like, you know, I have a couple more years of experience in the business. I mean, feel free. I want to pass it along. But I um, just remember meeting her and sweating my face off in a Bigfoot costume. And I was like, okay. like I literally thought I was going to die in that. I, I was so excited to meet her. I never knew that was her deal until after she passed away i'm so sad to say uh, i was like her yeah what she did in life was like phenomenal I, I i have a great picture of me like in the bigfoot costume just shooting the shit with her like just <laughs> sweat rolling down my face that's awesome. really killed me but well um this has been this has truly been <laughs> I, I, this has been really interesting i mean i think i also think for anybody listening who's like inter interested in the writing process and coming up with something that's it's very instructive about this, you know, and and uh, um, and you talk about it really well, and and, uh, it's just and you know, I because you know my karate, please don't hit me story. Yeah. I take boxing, which I haven't been able to do during the whole pandemic because that's not a great idea. But again, it's the same thing. Just put the pads on your hands, and I'll hit them. But yeah. please don't hit me back. <laughs> Eddie, who uh, is fantastic, he's also a friend. His protege that he has had that since, but his name is Miguel. <laughs> it's it's meant to be it's oh, meant to be and I, I was like texting i'm like eddie please tell me you've seen cobra kai he's like i've seen it fucking twice jenny grow up like, <laughs> <laughs> i was like i swear to god i feel like this is eddie and miguel were like johnny and miguel it was adorable that yeah is adorable. real it's, quick before we go guys remind us we always do this are you watching anything on tv oh yeah do you want to recommend anything recommend uh, i mean the last week i've been you know what i've been watching <laughs> yeah i know we all news. have that. Uh, no, but four uh, seasons you know, total landscaping like everyone else. It's yeah, exactly. Show, right? <laughs> um, you know, I, I I've been watching Pen Fifteen season two on Hulu, and that's always awesome. Yeah. It's sublime. It's so good. Did it make you a little uncomfortable at parts? Because I had does, to does, like turn it off and what, like my my favorite thing about it, like I love the young cast so much. Me too. Like, each each kid who's on that show is amazing and well, so perfectly cast. Yeah. Uh, so that's I can't that's why those two girls aren't fucking thirteen or fourteen. They're they're like they're, they're, they're our they're, age. They're so. yeah, they're hilarious. They're amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I've been I've been I just gotten into Kingdom, you know the the it's about the MMA gym. Yeah, uh, I heard that's good. It's it's great. It's you know Paul Walter Hauser who is on Cobra Kai as Stingray. He's oh a guy. Oh my god, he's fucking great. I love yeah. him. So that so I uh, when I first learned about him through um, the movie I Tanya. Yes. And I remember seeing him in that movie, and I'm right. just like, this, I'm like, this guy is amazing. I, he felt so real, yes. and I was like, I was like, where do they find this guy? Was he in I Tanya? He was um, Galuli's friend. He, he, oh, yeah. that, I, that guy is without a doubt the best. I yeah, love him. exactly. So yeah, the moment, the, mo yeah, the moment I saw I Tanya, it's one of those things. Like I've made movies my whole career before this TV show, and. I, what, I've always been jealous of people who have TV shows because it's like, oh, they could watch something and then like they might be able to put somebody in an episode of that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was one of those things where I saw I, Tanya and I'm like, I'm putting this guy on Cobra Kai. Oh, he I'm was... gonna get him in it. So when he comes with the fucking goatee yeah. and he was Stingray. God, that was but funny. I, but he he's on he's on the sh the show Kingdom, which he shot a few years back, 
and uh, it's Frank Grillo and it's about an MMA gym and yeah, it's I, really, really good. Really okay. good show. I'm only a few episodes in so far, but I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I'm going to check it out. Right. What have you been watching, Danny? I watched, um, I watched a Brit British comedy that was, and it was on, it's called 2012. And it's about, it's sort of like the office, it's about making the, it's, the people who are putting on the 2012 Olympics in London, and it's with Hugh Bonneville and it's a mockumentary. And it is, it's so funny. And I had no idea Hugh Bonneville was funny. And it's, it, you know, from uh, Downton Abbey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, there's a nut, and then it went on after they, it gets into that, that for two seasons. And then I'm going to start today. There's another one called, I think it's W2A. And it's a, he then goes to work at the BBC. And okay. it's really funny. So those are my things. Jenny? Okay. Mine, well, y'all are going to laugh because why not? But on Netflix, I never watched Dexter. Oh, I you never know, watched Dexter. You know, all of I, the, I've never watched Dexter. And I all of them are, they, they put them all on Netflix. I just started it. That is a fucking amazing show. It's yeah. great. I, I, I've, been, I've been wanting to see that for this entire time that it's been yeah. out. Like I, Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorite movies ever. So yeah. just like the idea of like a serial killer kind of show. So it's just like, I, and I've just never, it's never happened for me. It, it's, and, and the whole like concept of it is, it's so smart having the guy be like a blood spatter expert yeah, and a serial killer. It's secondly, just because of everything that's gone on in the world and we need yeah. a laugh. Yeah. I highly recommend, I'm gonna ask Guy to put a link. There is on YouTube, this guy's account, he's called Mr. Video. And uh -huh. it's just him reacting to like oh, watching a music video for the first time. Like him watching uh, Ram Lam Black Betty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the and and the whole time, by the way, when he's he's like, "All right, let's get it going." He puts a joint in his mouth. Uh -huh. <laughs> he's like, "Uh huh, uh huh," and he just gets so excited. It's like, if you're just in a mood and you want to get away from it, Mister Video YouTube. So, well, Dexter, Mister. Thank you so much uh, for being a part of our show, everybody. Uh, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai, you're idiots. Go watch it. Yeah. And, um, Thank you and so much. Guy, do uh, you have one, anything before? Do you have anything you want to say? No, uh, have you guys watched Ted Lasso? No. I got to say that everyone says it's the best. It's I, awesome. I want to watch it. I'm like, oh, I got to get Apple TV. Oh, man. Apple subscription now. You can yeah. get a free month and then cancel. I already did it. I did that oh, for a morning show. Now I can't. <laughs> 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 Which morning show was great too, by the way. Well, uh, I'm going to check that out, that Ted Lasso. Thanks, Guy. Yeah. And th John, I cannot thank you enough. This was so much fun. And I literally could probably go in for another hour asking you questions. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, this has been a pleasure. I, I, I'll come back anytime. This I did a sketch in my college video thing of the Karate Yid, where I was Jewish <laughs> Karate Kid. And it wasn't funny, but it had that pun. So I uh, <laughs> uh, uh, just want to say that. Anyway. Goodbye, Thank everybody. Thank you all. All right, all right. appreciate it, Don. Thank you, Don. Thank you.